shit. I've never thought about it like that. <laughs> Should we be taking love language um, tests and like retests for each person in our life and kind of like sharing that with each other? Like. Today we're bringing in episode number eight. The date is February 13th. Happy Valentine's Day, ladies. Today we're chatting about romantic relationships. Joining us are Blaze, Braylon, Dana, and myself, Steph. Jumping right in, what are the things that you guys have identified in your own relationships that just scream green flag? I guess I'll go first. Um, <laughs> um, honestly, my husband, I, I have... I sometimes, I've come into this relationship with some toxic traits, and one of those things is picking fights for attention, and my husband does not stand for it. He will sit on the couch, and he says, okay, when you are ready to not be toxic, I will be here ready to have a conversation, and it makes me stop and reflect and realize that there is a better way to communicate with the person that I am going to probably be spending the rest of my life with, and it, it kind of helps check myself for future, future nonsense that I might be bringing to the table. I think one of my biggest green flags when looking for a partner is if they, um, one, have friends, like good friends. I think that's important. It doesn't have to be a lot, even like one or two. That's fine. But as long as they have some people in their life that like, basically, I'm not going to be the sole person they're relying on for everything. I think that's a good thing that they have like a support system. Um, and then two, I forgot what I was going to say, so hopefully it'll come back to me in a moment. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to ADHD. <laughs> I guess I think one of the things that I look for or a green flag that I notice is, like, very, like, small details. Like, I don't know, maybe mm. buying me food or something if I'm hungry or if I'm feeling sick he will like do stuff for me just to take the burden off of me that's definitely a green flag i was also going to say having like hobbies things that they're interested in that they like work on um or do you know outside of the relationship also open communication as well i think that's a very good green flags that's, that's a that's a hard important. one I mm -hmm. feel like that's not a green flag you see very often. <laughs> so for the hobbies, would you say that's something that they wouldn't force you into? That's something that they, they have themselves that they enjoy doing and you have your hobbies that you enjoy doing? I think when it comes to hobbies and relationships, like you, sh you don't need to like get into that hobby with them. Like unless you have a desire to, like if you have a partner that plays D and D and you have no desire to ever play Dungeons and Dragons, that's fine. But what you still need to do is let them talk to you about it, know enough about it, and understand it to have a conversation with them about it, so that you can share in their excitement and share in their sadness, share in all of those fun things that they enjoy while doing that hobby. But you. You don't have to do that hobby yourself i yeah i can't tell you how many um times i've had to listen to my husband talk about halo or tarkov it, it's normally like raging <laughs> i'll listen i'd like to learn more about halo i just uh it's just not my thing it's not my cup of tea but then again on the same end of the spectrum like he has absolutely no artistic will in him and it's a. Uh, it's hard to come to a middle ground because I don't feel like we have hobbies together, which frustrates me, but what are you going to do? <laughs> I, 
I think having hobbies together (laughs) is something that takes a lot of time and takes a lot of like commitment of the two of you because you're going to have to try new things, commit to trying new things together. So like take different classes. There's local classes you can do it like community colleges or art centers or like find something that you guys both enjoy. But it takes a little bit of work and time. I am the worst for turning down stuff like that. Like, I try to be better, but I'm so bad at saying no. So does that mean you find yourself in a lot of situations or activities where you're like, you could really give a fuck less about it, but you're still doing it? See, that drives me nuts. I don't like it when my husband does things just because I like them. I'm not having fun unless he's having fun. Yeah. So it's like, even like Stardew Valley, he likes some parts of it, but it's like, if he's getting bored and I'm picking up on that, we're not playing Stardew Valley anymore. It's not fun <laughs> anymore. <laughs> but he should, at the same time, there's, there's such a fine line in relationships between like compromising and making sure that you're getting the things that you need. Like it is, and it, I think it's impossible to even define it as a line because for every situation that you're in, it's going to look different. But like your husband could be choosing to play a game with you that he doesn't like as much because he knows you like it as a sweet thing to do for you. See, I don't like it's that. like you have like no I, you have that. no idea what the it's it's difficult. <laughs> I, I don't know why I don't like it. I think it's just because I want him to have just as much fun as I'm having. And if I know that truly deep down he's not like he's doing it to be nice, of course. And that's 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 great. But like. We could be investing our time doing something that we both enjoy. Let's just like figure that out. Or it's like, I'll ask him like, hey, do you want to do blah, 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 blah. And he's like, do you want to do blah, blah, blah. I'm like, please stop fucking asking me. If you want to do it, if you preface, don't, just say no. Fine. Preface it with, I want to do this. Do you want to join me? Then he won't ask <laughs> really you that question nice. anymore. He can't That's ask you fair. that question. If you just say, hey, I want to do this. Do you want to come with me? He literally has to either just say yes or no. Like, there's no escape from that. <laughs> like, hey, do you want to go to Popeye's? Do you want to go to Popeye's? Yeah. <laughs> I want to Ra- go to Popeye's. Are you coming with me? <laughs> Reagan does that to me all the time. I'm like, can you just say yes or no? <laughs> you guys. <laughs> Stop Ask answering questions. my questions with answers. <laughs> questions with questions. <laughs> I think that's someone that something that women do, especially way more than men, instead of saying, hey, I want this thing, we go, hey, do you want that thing? Because we want them to like validate our want for the thing. And we got to stop that. Just say, I want, I know I want this thing. Or like when they ask you where you want to go and you're like, oh, I don't mind, but you really actually do want to go to this one place. Yeah, this is oh, me. See, this is a constant I never battle do with that. food. Food is so hard. Food is hard. I, I did see one tip out there where it's like, um, I, I need to find it and I need to like put it in the resources. But it's like you pick five things and their job is yes. to pick three. Yes. And then you pick two and then they pick one out of it. And then no one will argue about food or ever again. We, so in my household, there's three of us. <laughs> and um, in my household, there's three of us. And we have the hardest time picking places to go eat. Um, so what we will do is one person will be like, fine, I'll list, I'll go to these three places and somebody else will be like, I'll go to two of those. And I'll be like, I want that one. And then everyone is happy. I have a slightly different solution. I have a dice, um, with all the different types of food you could possibly get, uh, including, uh, staying in, cooking at home and, 
we just roll it like three times. Normally with my mum, we just roll it three times. And if we like one of the options, we'll go with that. That's amazing. That's For reference, too. this die is the size of Dana's head. And yes. we'll be dropping her affiliate link for Amazon purchases on this thing because I will be buying one. I don't have one, but if one of you guys want to add it to yours, you're more than welcome to. I can always show you how to get one. <laughs> yeah, picking food is hard. I feel like it's difficult in a relationship if you're not used to like advocating for yourself and you get into a relationship you're going to have a really, really, really difficult time because if you can't like say what you need or say what you want, uh, that's going to suck for you. <laughs> I feel like compromise is about a good 25% of any successful relationship, but not Maybe at even the more. risk of your own voice or yeah. your own personal development. That's what I mean. It's such a hard line to tell because it's like literally sometimes I'll be like in my head, like, am I compromising too much on this or am I being overly like picky and stingy with my need? Like it's, I am always so unsure of the right move to make. It's so difficult to figure out. Sometimes, sometimes there's lines that I can draw that are very easy. Um, like I am, I am of course a very ADHD person. I am incredibly forgetful. I consume a lot of cannabis and that does not help any of that situation. My husband <laughs> As it's, I, I, I will say until I'm blue in the face, if you need me to remember to do something on a specific day of the week ahead of time, you need to put it on my calendar. I will not remember unless it is on my calendar. And for two weeks, he was telling me about the dog has like his, his appointment to get groomed. And he's like, okay, it's Friday. Can you take him? And I looked at my calendar. I said, yes, I can take him. I can pick him up. No problem. It, he never put it on my calendar though. And I didn't remember to put it on my calendar because we was in passing and it just, it, I wasn't thinking about it. And then the day came and he popped into my room. He's like, Steph, you forgot to take the dog to the groomer. And I looked at my calendar. I was like, it's not on here. So no, I didn't. <laughs> and sure enough, I drove him over and I texted him and I'm like angry because I'm on three different phone calls with work and I'm stressed out and I'm speeding and put it on the calendar. <laughs> I have to put stuff on the calendar immediately the second that somebody tells me. Like... I don't care if I'm in the car, like wherever, if I think of something that I forgot and I need to remember, I do it right then. Or I'd be like, hey, Siri, add this to my reminders. <clears throat> um, <laughs> Cause yeah, I'm the same way. We all dropped the ball on that one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I need to do that for Reagan. Cause I feel like either he doesn't forget, he can't hear me ask a question or I also forget. <laughs> There are, the nice thing about being in a relationship, if you do have ADHD or you struggle with mental health, health is that your partner can help you with some things. Um, like, for instance, I um, am pretty good at, like, staying organized, especially when it comes to, like, documents or papers or mail. So I always tell Trey, if you have, like, an important piece of paper, tell me and give it to me and I will put it somewhere that we w I will remember where it is and know when you need it later. Um, and there's little things like that that we can kind of help each other with. Um, that's a great benefit to being in a relationship. We do a lot of that stuff together. We try to do it together. So like we bought a filing cabinet and then we'll sit down like once a quarter and we'll go through the entire pile of papers that we need to like file away. It's like, do you want to keep that's this? That's really do you not smart. Keep this? It's, that way we're both like in the know on where things yeah. are. Yeah. And it's like, he knows where my social security card is. I know where his is. And it's just like, and it all goes in one spot um that and keeping copies with like 
our in-laws, for example, I think have copies of our important documents just in case. Yeah. So I'm finding it really interesting, all these green flags that you guys are talking about, but I'm wondering um, how would you identify the toxic patterns in relationships? Communication. I like calling it out for something that you don't like or something that makes you uncomfortable, but not just calling it out, but coming to the situation with the solution. So like in the scenario where I'm being a toxic asshole, my husband identified it, gave me a solution, and then let me make the decision on my own. I could have totally continued to be toxic, but that would have then further damaged the relationship. But he's, he's always so gentle with it. And he did it in a way that kind of made me just like stop and think like, you know, I really like this person and I shouldn't be acting like this. So would you say that if someone's being toxic and you you kind of talk to them about it, the way that they respond is probably the, the key to whether yeah. they're going to respond well or, or, or ignore your feelings? I follow this um, relationship therapist on Instagram. It's called the Gottman Institute. And they do basically like relationship workshops and stuff like that. Um, and one of the things that they say is a biggest determination for if a relationship will is healthy and will last is if your partner responds to what are called bids. So essentially anytime, like say you're walking down the street and you're like, whoa, look at that thing. That's so cool. The way that your partner responds to those, if they're like, oh my gosh, yeah, that is so cool. Or if they blow you off. And I mean, it could be, look at this video I saw on TikTok. It could be, hey, did you see that thing on TV the other day? That was so cool. If they are not responding to those with enthusiasm every time you're trying to make a bid for connection, that is a huge indicator of how successful your relationship will be. It's uh, the communication in my relationship, I've, I've got to say, is pretty wonderful. Um, like we've we've been together now i think like 7 years Ugh, holy shit um but it's like if my if i need my husband to look at something we've had this conversation many times like i need to get his attention i need to say hey broner and he'll say what and be like i want to show you something and he'll say okay hold on i need to just get through this one thing or hold on i'm watching this video or hold on give me 2 seconds let me finish reading this and then like i have his attention I can't just like go in and say, hey, look at this video because he's in the middle of something. His attention span's not there. The TikTok's then <laughs> over and yes. I'm upset because I'm like, you don't even care about this. <laughs> Obviously, yes. That's the, I do, I'm the same. I always tell him, if you don't say my name and I'm preoccupied with something else, I'm not listening. I'm not doing it on purpose. My attention is just elsewhere. So if you would like my attention, please say my name or, you know, say something and then I will give you my attention. I definitely think like the fact that they also one have communicated how best to get their attention but also the fact that they will quite happily give you that attention they will make time for you that's always something um something that I feel is important and um I would like to see in my next relationship <laughs> I think that's a big thing like in any relationship like even with friends just if they give you attention when you try to get, like, try to show them something. All relationships are effort. Mm -hmm. All of them. Yeah. <clears throat> I wish there was a love language version for, like, personal friendships. And I, I guess the same thing could really apply. But, like, something that's kind of made my own relationship with my husband a little bit better in the last six months is we started talking about love languages and identifying what each other's were. And it's, um, 
I, I was cracking up today because even though like I showed my husband the before and after picture of me cleaning the hutch and he's like, oh my God, honey, you did such a great job. Thank you so much. And I'm like, for someone that doesn't really give a fuck about words of affirmation, that's good. <laughs> Is that his? Is that his way of showing? So you, now you like understand that when he tells you something, that's like his way of showing you love. His like, is that one physical of his? touch. No, his is physical touch and acts of service. Like neither one of us really give a fuck about words of affirmation. We are very much <laughs> people. His his is more physical touch than uh, acts of service. Mine is a full blown acts of service. Like, right. but it's it's like I tear up, and I'm just like, super hormonal and emotional anyway this week because <laughs> of the shark week. It's like the dog looks at me the cute way, and I'm like I'm bawling my eyes out. It's disgusting, and I wish I could stop it. But it's 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 communicating those things are like oh my god that looks great or even like if he's playing a video game and he like claps some kids and like bruh gg good job <laughs> yeah supporting each other encouragement yeah being excited for your partner is so important like share in their wins and share in their losses i also but, have yeah. this feeling that like most people who have adhd are also um like really love acts of service. Like even if it's not your main love language, I think that we appreciate that so much more because it seems like everyone I know with ADHD always has like a thousand things on their plate. So if you can take one of those things off that plate for them, I feel like every neurodivergent person is just like, you did something for me. Like, yay. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I wonder if anyone has like, two or three of the love languages that are just like dead even in percentage mine were really close so were mine three of them were very close so what 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 were yours if you guys don't acts of service was my number one and then i think it was words and then i forget what the third was i'd have for me i have like because i understand all of the love languages now I pretty much will accept like any of them because it, I'm like, it's a way of showing love. So what if it's not the main one you do all the time? All five of those things are still ways of showing love, even if it's not the one that you want most. So I like understand that. And then I'm like, oh yeah, I'll take them all. Like <laughs> I understand that all of them are ways of showing people that you love them. So <laughs> Mine oh, yeah. definitely adapts depending on the person. Like Reagan, same. I, it's different. It's not the same <laughs> I, for everyone. I haven't thought about it like that, actually. I kind of just, I, shit, I never thought about it like that. <laughs> Should we be taking love language um, tests and like retests for each person in our life and kind of like sharing that with each other? Like, that's interesting. I guess I never really thought of it that way. I thought like acts of service would have just been like my de facto love language for everybody. You also usually have different ones for giving and receiving. Oh. Most people do. The ones that you give are not always the same that you would like to receive. Sometimes they are, but so mine are very different giving and receiving. Yeah. So now that I'm looking at mine, mine was 33% acts of service, 27% quality time, and 23% words. So that's those are really close. Yeah interesting interesting i gotta pull up mine too now my top one was actually gifts um 
and then acts of service and words of affirmation. But like with my husband for receiving, like I want touch. That's like the biggest thing for me. But I'm not really like that with anybody else. <laughs> yeah, no, don't touch me. Um, <laughs> I'm not a touchy person, <laughs> especially after COVID. Like even like touch and elbows, like it's like, oh my God, dude, we could just wave. <laughs> Mine for personal touch was literally 0%. That's like, so crazy. Literally. I will say though, Trey is also a Taurus and he hates touching. <laughs> yeah, yeah, mine's a thirty percent access service, twenty seven percent quality time. Man, I love just hanging out with that man. I, I just like you don't even have to like be looking at me. I just want to be playing like my game. You could do your thing, just like being in the same room. I love it. Uh, Parallel physical play. Touch, 23. Parallel play. Yes, exactly. Bits <laughs> of affirmation and receiving gifts both got 10%. I love receiving gifts. I just don't give a fuck if my husband gives me stuff. Like, okay, I'm an adult I have a theory, Steph, though. <laughs> I think that one of your giving is gifts. I do like Because you are people. always given <laughs> presents. Like, you'll be like, oh, just take this. Oh, here, this is for you. Like, you got me really nice birthday presents. Like, I definitely have a feeling that one of your giving is gifts. Maybe not with your husband, but maybe with your friends. And you also asked us about buying gifts for everyone in the office. And all of us were like, we don't fucking buy gifts for people at work. And you were like, what? in like two years so it's like i don't know what the etiquette is anymore i don't even like the people in my last job oh. <laughs> i'm kidding yeah. a lot of them are wonderful there was a few that were like no nah, no nah. <laughs> yeah my um biggest love language is words of affirmation at 33 percent, which isn't really a big shock for anybody who actually knows me um then quality time 27 percent, and receiving gifts 23 percent. active Acts of service is 17%, but also I feel like the questions on the quiz that we did was trying to like... Yes, they were worded. They were like loaded yeah. questions. Yep, they yeah, sure they were, were trying to pigeonhole you into something. Motherfuckers. Yeah, you had to like <laughs> pick one or the other. And sometimes I was like, neither. And other good. times I was like, both. Like, both yeah. are good. Yeah, so, like, I had that problem. I feel like that's I how I got 0% physical touch. Because I was like, well, I prefer this words of affirmation over the physical touch. But like, so now I'm like 0%. I'm like, no one ever touched yeah, me again they in were my like, life. They were like, would you rather hold your partner's hand or have your partner tell you that they're proud of you? Like, gee, I wonder which one of those I yeah. would rather have. Mm. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I wish there was a, a quiz um, for the opposite. Like, what you prefer doing. Like, would you rather hold your like hold your partner's hand or give them um words of affirmation to let them know how like how do you tell your partner how you love them do you know what I mean like that would be a great quiz I think that's 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 a wonderful idea I want that I bet there's something out there I bet there I probably bet are better that. quizzes yeah I I, to be fair I didn't find a great one for you guys <laughs> I also love the um some like there's a trend on tiktok going around right now with like the neurodivergent love languages so those this girl came up with i think like three of them so that is one of them is parallel play which is um doing separate activities but with when you're with company like in the same room or sitting on the couch together but you're not engaging in something together um the other one i think is called penguin pebbling which is like sending somebody things that made you think of them. So it could be like you go to the gas station and you bring them a chocolate bar. Or it's like, I sent you a meme. I sent you a TikTok. I sent you a new song that I listened to that I thought that you would like. Um, what is the last one? 
I have forgotten. I will remember though. <laughs> but I thought that was interesting because we there are more than just those five ways to love somebody than the five OG love languages. I, I had no idea that there was a neurodivergent version of it. It's not official yeah, or anything. It's just a girl on TikTok was like, hey, I thought of these and I thought that they fit pretty well and they're things that I do with my partner. Um, oh, the last one was info dumping. So either like info allowing dumping. somebody to info dump on you and like being really engaged and asking them questions or info dumping on somebody else and them being very engaged with you and asking you questions and stuff. That's awesome. I popped that into Google and I found five of them. Uh, oh. Like an article with five. Is it neuro-wonderful, like amethyst? So there's info dumping, parallel play, support swapping. Oh, Please yeah. Please crush my soul back into my body. <laughs> <laughs> I found this cool rock button leaf, et cetera, and thought you would like it. Yeah. <laughs> I dropped the link here in our document so we can post that in, uh, in resources. I got to look through this. Yeah, I thought they were so funny. And it, yeah, I just thought they were great. I have a really hard time with info dumping because if I'm not super into the to topic, I will lose focus immediately. <laughs> I have a cousin who info dumps on you like crazy, but he's a physicist. Like he is a, f yes. So what we tell him every time he starts like going and in like literally a matter of five seconds, we are all lost. And he just has no idea. He's so passionate. He just wants to talk about his job and stuff and space and everything. So we always have to stop him and we'll have to, we'll have to tell him, tell us like we're five and he'll start into a thing. And we're like, no, 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 no. Like actually like we're five. Like if you want to info dump this on us, you have to make it so we can understand it in super layman's terms. <laughs> So I've, I've got a question, um, kind of on the same thing, but kind of a little bit different. Um, how do you recommend communicating your grievances to your partner with your partner when you don't vent or get input from outside people, like people outside of your relationship about um, your relationship? Like you're saying, if you have an issue in your relationship, how do you talk to them when you don't have any other support to talk to them about? Yes. Yes. Um, or you refuse to vent outside of that, that first, relationship circle. Don't do that. <laughs> Find people <laughs> that can support you because you need to have more than just your partner. It's such a burden to know if like, that's why I said in the beginning, if your partner has friends, like you need to have a support system outside of your partner, because if you're constantly only going to your partner every time you have a thing, that's just a lot of weight for one person. A lot a lot so lean on other people you may you may feel like i can lean really well on my partner but maybe i can't lean as well on my friends but that's probably not the case i know you could lean on all of us we would love to help you talk about your grievances with your relationship or anything like that anytime but yeah that's a tough one i think a lot of people feel most comfortable with their partner and it's easy to like have those combos with them i found that my ex a lot of the time would like treat me as if I was a therapist, but then would say like, oh, I don't need therapy. Like I have you. And why would I pay someone just to listen to me and not help me? And I was like, hmm. Or yeah, hmm. get a therapist. Even um, um, I said, get a therapist was a good idea. Or even there's nothing wrong. You should never feel ashamed for go to, going to couples therapy. Even if you're not married, if you have a big issue and it's causing a lot of problems in your relationship, 
go work it out with a therapist. Having a mediator to talk you through that difficult conversation can be really helpful. Yes, yeah, for sure. I yeah, I tried to do that, but instead we compromised and got um, a couple of couple therapy books. Um, which, That's a good idea as well. As I'm going into therapy, it doesn't matter that I spent the money on it because I will probably end up using them. But you know, honestly, the therapy books probably cost a lot less than the 18 sessions you're going to need yeah. before that person opened up and actually like made progress. <laughs> <laughs> which was never gonna That's happen fun. anyway <laughs> some people, yes some people are uh, yeah. unable to do that no matter how much therapy but from the women in my life's experience if you do go to couples therapy with somebody who is unwilling to change and not showing any progress your therapist will sit you down alone and tell you look this person is not going to change they are not going to make progress and i recommend you end the relationship like they will do that. I've had multiple women in my family that that has happened to when they go to the couples therapy. So, yeah, I think that's possibly what he was scared of because he wouldn't let me talk about him at all in my uh, therapy sessions. Yeah. Yep. That's a huge red flag to control in any aspect like yes. that. Like if they tell you what to talk about in therapy, your journey is your own and they can, your partner can recommend things for you kindly to work on. If they notice patterns or habits, that is fine. Your partner is able to do that. In fact, they should be doing that. But to tell you what to talk about in therapy, no way. <laughs> That's insanity. That's you know. insanity. Mm -hmm. Here's the door. Get the fuck yeah. out. <laughs> yeah, but sometimes when you're in the throes of that relationship, you don't you don't notice things like that and you don't oh, think 100%. anything of it. Yeah. 100%. I, I have been in my fair share and something that I heard a really long time ago that kind of resonated with me and helped me make a massive change in my life was um, don't commit to a bad decision just because you spent a lot of time making it. It doesn't matter if you've been in this relationship for five years. If this is draining your mental health and you are not happy, there is a light on the other side. Change mm -hmm. is going to be hard and breaking away from that relationship and the routine and the pattern that you've established is going to be fucking hard. But if, if, if your relationship is not bringing you more value than it's taking from you, like get rid of it. It's, it's, oh, it was such a hard bandaid to rip off with so many relationships. Like when I was a kid, it took, it took a guy stomping on me with shoes on before I got out of a relationship, an abusive relationship. Never do that again. That, 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 something clicked in my brain. I'm like, bitch, no. Are you fucking stupid? You're gonna die. You're gonna it's fucking the, die. It's the lost, lost cost fallacy where you think just because you, just because you've invested a lot of um, time and energy into something doesn't mean that, like, you, you can't give it up. Yeah, I was literally, before Steph said, I was um, just thinking exactly the same thing. Don't let the fact that you've been in a relationship for two years and, oh, but it's waste. I'm going to waste all that time that I've been in that relationship. No, learn from that. Move on. Like, do not. I remember, like, trying to um, break up with my ex and him constantly saying, like, don't throw away this these two years. Like, what? So you're going to have another two years of being unhappy? Like, Why? Like, why would you do that to to yourself? Like, it's not worth it. It's probably not going to get any better. And you just want to get it, get out now. This is exactly what I told my best friend the other weekend when she was talking to me about her significant other. <laughs> I basically told her, I was like, 
yes, it'll be hard, but if you're not happy and you're continuing to not be happy, you need to get out. Just rip that band-aid off. Yeah. What if it all falls apart? But what if it doesn't? I love asking what if positive questions. People only ever ask the what if negatives, and I'm always like, what if it goes the other way? Do you ever ponder? Yeah. Just what if it goes amazing? You know my favorite red flag in a in a relationship that a partner could ever ever tell you. Um, you'll never find anyone like me. Oof! Right. Get out! That's get the out. point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to. Hope not. <laughs> See, my biggest red flag from my relationship, and there's a lot, as you guys know, would probably be the fact that my ex was trying to turn me into somebody I wasn't. To the point that I honestly, like, said to him once, I was like why don't you find somebody else like this because you're trying to change me into somebody I'm not like it's ridiculous this is one of the biggest things for me when watching people in relationships like if I see someone else who's constantly talking about how they don't like something their partner is doing or stuff like that I'm like then why are you still with them if you're trying to change them what what's the point I do think if like you're in a good relationship, you can bring those things up to your partner and say like, hey, this is an issue for me. Like if it goes against your needs or something like that, if your needs are being met to say, hey, this is a the issue and here's the solution I'm presenting um, and like give them a chance to meet those needs. But yeah, if they don't, if the, nothing changes later. Well, I also yeah. think like when you're in a relationship, you should be able to live with their flaws so like yeah. if you I mean, can't live with their flaws then that's like that's a red flag <laughs> i agree to like ex- to an extent I to, to an extent doing. yes I, I, I can't hear you doing i can't <laughs> everyone is gonna have non-negotiable like things that they absolutely will not tolerate in a partner but every partner that you have is gonna have problems and things that annoy you and you have yeah. to decide if those things are worth tolerating for you Um, But also something I think is great to ask yourself if you are in a relationship is if this person were to not change at all in the next 10 years, would I still want to be with them? Because if you are with somebody and you are expecting them to change and you have this idealized version of them, that is a super, super harmful place to be um, because they may not ever change. Like, Yes, people can grow and people can become better, but there's a chance that that is not the lifestyle that they want and that they will never change. That's basically what I was trying to get at. Like, you can present the idea of what you want them to do, but you also need to live with the fact that what if they keep doing this? And it also has to be within reason. Like, you couldn't ask me to, like, not ever forget anything at the grocery store again. Like, I try my best, and that's all that I can do. And I'm going to mess up sometimes. And if that is the end-all, be-all for you, then I shouldn't be with you. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. if, if that's yeah. a non-negotiable, I'm sorry. That cannot be a non-negotiable. That is that is not <laughs> something you can rely on me for. Um, I, I have definitely talked to a lot of young people going through relationships and I, especially on Twitter, like there was a, a woman just recently, um, partner Twitch streamer and her boyfriend told her either you quit Twitch streaming or I'm breaking up with you. And I'm so glad that everybody in the comments under that was like, hey, bestie, this is really toxic behavior and we really want you to think about this, but she's in a situation where she's financially stuck. She can't afford to live on her own. 
they're splitting rent. She doesn't have a support system outside of it. He's cut her off from all of her friends. She doesn't live close to her family. They live several states away. Like she would be uprooting her entire life to get out of that relationship. So she made the compromise and she's like, hey guys, I guess I'm just going to quit Twitch streaming. And everyone's like, please don't do that. This is something that brings you joy and income and livelihood and positivity and friendship and support systems. Like that is a bad move. Identifying those very dangerous red flags early on and sticking to your guns on it is so important for making sure that you're maintaining the positive, healthy relationships that are going to bring you self-growth. So it's like, if they're trying to cut you off from your friends, if they're like, don't ever talk to people about me or mention anything negative, like these are important support systems. These are important things that you need to have in your life to like maintain normalcy. Um, we should find a list. We should find a list of those red flags early on and 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 drop them because it's uh there's 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 so I I could never imagine my husband telling me like I really don't want you to craft anymore like that it just it takes up too much room it costs too much money and like all valid points but like um, one thing <laughs> I just wanted to like say is also like if you have things that are like non negotiables and stuff it's kind of something you need to talk about at the beginning of your relationship like um. For me, it was, um, do you want kids or not? And things like that. Or um, would you be willing to move? Because um, there was a, uh, I was in a long distance relationship. So it was like, um, he had a hard no on moving down here. And I was okay with moving up there at the time. But um, obviously no one anticipated COVID. And obviously it's okay to change your mind, but you obviously have to tell people as well. Like you have to tell your partner if you change your mind on something that you've already negotiated at the beginning. So while like you should talk about it at the beginning of a relationship, I also want to like stress like it's okay if you end up changing your mind. Like it doesn't make you a bad person. Completely. Yeah. I, even something like it's important that we spend time with my family. Like there are things like that that you should be talking about because we have all of these hidden expectations of what we expect our partner to do and everybody sucks at telling people those. <laughs> Also, I really want to say as well, for people that are friends with someone who's in an um, abusive relationship and you're like telling them to get out and and things like that, um, like a lot of the times people don't see how bad things are when they're in the relationship until they get out of it. And also like a lot of the times they they, they are hearing you, they, they are also actively working on trying to get out um i remember like my friends telling me to to get out of my relationship and i had tried like so many times to get out of it and the last time that i, I tried ended up being the, the the right one and it still traumatizes me to this day even thinking about it in any kind of like um i've gotten the word <laughs> um like Oh, I don't know the word that I'm looking for, but um, in detail, that's it. In detail. Um, sorry, <laughs> brain. Um, so yeah, I definitely like be patient and just all you can do is just be there for them when when they, when they get out and um, along the way on the journey because it's not an easy one, um, especially once they're out. It's just, yeah, it's just a lot of relearning and things. I think if you are going to start dating, it's super important to make sure you have at least one person that has your best interest in mind that you can talk to about your relationship. Um, because that is a classic like abuser tactic is to isolate you from people. Um, and then like Steph said with the, the Twitch streamer, like you, you end up having nobody and it makes it extremely difficult to leave. 
it's interesting as well because when I um came out of my relationship my friends although they told me like um when I was saying about oh should I break up with him and stuff they were telling me to go for it but they said to me they didn't want to um like go too hard on trying to get me out of the relationship in case I decided to cut them off or they they just like lost me forever so um it is hard like because you don't know what that person's going to do or if that's further going to cut them off from their support network at the time you know I remember hearing from my ex a lot of the time that my granny was just trying to split us up a lot but actually um she was just worried about me um and I believed him at the time thinking oh god but luckily I lived with her so like there was no way that I could be cut off from her while I was still living here um but uh as soon as I moved up there it probably would have been a very different uh, story yeah, I'm my... so proud of you for getting out of that. Same. Just beyond proud, like the the growth that you've had in the short time that I've known you. I am just all all fucking hearts, all of Thank them. Thank you. It's hard too because abusers are usually really great with your family and your friends. They're charming. They're kind. They put up this whole persona. My um, sister was in an abusive relationship for like six years, and none of us knew what was going on behind closed doors. But what we did know that we didn't tell her is that we all hated her. We all thought that she was awful, her partner. And when she got out of the relationship, she was like, why did none of you tell this to me when I was with her? And we were like, it's really a fine line and it has to come from someone that you trust from a place of love, like such kindness, if you're gonna talk to your friend about your honest thoughts on their relationship. Um, but it is so important that if you have those gut feelings about somebody that your friend is dating, to talk to them about it, to say something, because it might be so much worse than you know, and that conversation might help them realize. Definitely. It's, uh, it's um, important to know that it's def yeah, definitely not exclusive to men, these tactics. These are, oh, yeah, these are no. manipulative oh, yeah, no. tactics mm -hmm. that people of all genders are are capable of. Um, how, how would you handle that situation uh, moving forward, Braylon? Would it be like an intervention type deal? It's uh... um, Kind of. We just have a rule in our family now that if anybody gets bad juju or like dislikes a partner for any reason that we like openly talk about it really kindly without like attacking the other person, but more so saying like, I've noticed some patterns or behaviors that I don't like and it make it focused on them. Like this is about you being treated good and you being happy. Um, and I noticed that maybe you're not being treated the best. Um, and I think you just have to approach it with lots of love. But setting up a rule in your own family or in your own friend circles where you say, hey, look, I am open to criticism of my partner. If you notice anything, please tell me. If you think something is weird or off or you notice a behavior, like I would like you to tell me. So it's kind of setting that up beforehand with the people in your life, your support system can be helpful. I found it really interesting when I came out of my relationship that a lot of the stuff that I thought was normal, people were like reacting like it was like really bad. Um, and it was just like every day for me, it was just like a normal thing because like, um, especially with um, mental, emotional, um, verbal abuse, it kind of, it's very slow. I mean, the same with um, physical abuse, but um, I, I don't have as much uh, knowledge on that one. Um, but definitely with um, the verbal, um, mental, emotional abuse, it, it starts off very slowly. And then um, th then when it gets to a, a lot of bigger stuff, you don't even realize because it's just 
something you deal with every day and it's normally something that's made to made you feel like it's your fault for causing in the first place um so definitely um it's hard sometimes to tell that it is as bad as it is you just think like oh you know every couple argues or you know every everyone has their rough patches but like there's there's rough patches and then there's like abuse and um definitely I feel like you should have one or two friends that you can be honest with and talk to about relationships so that if you don't see the red flags at least someone else can see them for you I mean it took my talking to my therapist who was like, oh, you never talked about your boyfriend. I was like, oh yeah. Um, and then I ended up talking about him um, when we broke up and she was like, oh, that's that's a coercive relationship. Like that was abusive. And like, I was like, no, like that's just normal. Like that's, and it's not. Um, so yeah, definitely, definitely have one or two people you can talk to about things because you may not realize um, it's as bad as it is. It's uncomfortable to hear too. It's uncomfortable to hear when someone says, Hey man, I might, I'm seeing some like, bro, that's, that's fucking, that's not, that shouldn't be okay. It's, it's, yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's interesting it's as well. Cause you, you get those people that say, Oh, I, I'd never be abused. Like it's just when someone hits you and it's not, um, it's not that simple. It, it never starts off like that. Um, is it's just never that simple. I mean, I didn't think I was being abused until someone said, and I was like, mm, no, <laughs> that wouldn't happen to me. And it, it could happen to anyone. Like it genuinely could happen to anybody. I mean, these, these people are not necessarily nasty in the beginning. You know, there's a reason why you fell for them. There's a reason why you jived, you had interest in common things, things clicked, things clicked in the beginning. And it's, uh, people. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like the same thing can happen with personal like friendships too. You know, it's it's kind of taking a step back. And I, I love the the TikTok quote going around. It's a, do you think I let everyone talk to me like this, or are you asking me to make an exception for you? Yeah, and I think as well, you need your boundaries. You need to figure out what your boundaries are um, before and during a relationship because you're allowed to change your boundaries and stuff, and then finding out what they are is very helpful to finding out whether if someone is constantly testing and pushing your boundaries until they're pretty much non-existent that's red flag yeah sometimes I think standing up for yourself though is really 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 difficult like it's it's not an easy thing to do especially if you have to stand up for yourself to somebody that is supposed to be the person that you love yeah I remember trying to stand up for myself and um being shouted at and told to never talk to him in that way ever again um even though he had spoken to me in that way and then after the argument like the next day or something he, i remember him remember him saying you need to stand up for yourself more in our arguments like you need to advocate for yourself and i was like but that 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 makes you angrier like that that makes you like like shout down the phone at me until like I cry like I don't want to do that anymore I really wish it was socially acceptable at least at some point there's got to be a line that someone crosses where throat punching is acceptable I I I I just some of the shit that I hear people like putting other people through I'm like bruh <laughs> uh there's a there's a pussifer song out there you speak like someone that's never been smacked in the fucking mouth <laughs> Uh. 
Well, that's another thing. Like a lot of um, abusive people will like um, keep pushing you and pushing you until you're in public and you snap and then it looks reactive like you're the abuse. one in the wrong. Yeah, reactive yeah. abuse as well. They push you to the point where you make you feel like you're crazy and then you act crazy and then they're like, what is wrong with you? What is going on? You're crazy. And then after the relationship, they're like, see, see, they were the problem. Like you saw it. You all saw them do that. That is a red flag. If you go on a date with somebody and they talk about their exes in a negative way, run. Like, it's okay to say like, yeah, we didn't work out, whatever. But if they bash their exes, run. Like immediate red flag. Yeah. Immediately. Like every yeah. single one of the exes is like a crazy ex. Hmm. Uh, is the ex crazy? What's the common denominator or are you there? crazy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. Everybody else on the road is an idiot but me. That's the that's yep. same thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's it's a good first you. date red flag. People are so... A... Oh, go ahead. Going... I was going to say going to that, that's something that I never realized was like a green flag in my own relationship. Like one of the first times Regan and I were together, we were talking about our exes and like in nice ways. Yeah. He didn't really have anything horrible to say. That's good. No, I didn't realize that until this conversation. (laughs) Green flag. Yeah, the the toxicity that I have I have displayed in my previous relationships, and it's uh, identifying them and wanting to do better and wanting to do things differently, and maybe things will play out a little bit different. I mean, hey man, seven years so far, so good. I mean, I'm not I'm not sick of them yet, and we've literally been together every single day for seven years. It's kind of crazy. I I often I feel like you often hear a lot of people say like oh if you want to work on yourself like if you want to grow like you can't be in a relationship while you do that like you need to be single before you need to work on yourself and that is 100% a lie like you and I Steph and probably you too Blaze and I'm sure Dana as well um like I have worked on myself so much while in a relationship and it's almost it's cool because like you get to bring your partner along with you. And although they may not go at the same pace as you and may not go through the exact same personal growth journey, it's still going to benefit both of you. Um, I find that like in relationships, if you want somebody to do something, change a behavior, the best thing to do is to model it yourself. And by doing that, it, it will make them want to engage in that with you as well. That's like always my rule of thumb. Like, if I want my partner to do something, am I even doing that? Like, am I even at that level in doing that thing? Like, I should get myself there first and then I can talk to them about it. Also, like, they can help you with your growth as well. Like, if they recognize certain things, like Steph was saying, um, noticing, like, actually, that's toxic what you're doing. Come talk to me when you've calmed down or whatever. That's really helpful because sometimes you can't identify it yourself. Like, mm-hmm. Relationships it's really important can be huge for teachers. Oh, yeah. yeah. My initial I mean, reaction when he first told me that, too. yeah, I was like, no, I'm not. I'm not being toxic. But I was like, mm, maybe I am being toxic. Maybe <laughs> am I the villain? Okay. I don't am think I the I'm villain? the villain. Am I the problem? <laughs> <laughs> it, it's 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 awesome. I I love growing as a person with him. It's uh, it's I think me. it's like, so I, fun. It is. I struggled with like simple household stuff. And we were talking the other day. He's like, Steph, you used to be like on it. I loved it when we first got together. I'm like, it was because I had my own house. And I'll be damned if like this guy that I've known for two weeks is going to like 
do his laundry. Like, no, I got this. Just throw it all in at one time. I like the way that you know, I have a system for it. And then as the years kind of progressed, like I kind of fell off that wagon and I got back into my old habits and now it's really difficult. So now we work it out. He'll pop in on the day that I'm working from home. He's like, hey, you want to throw in like a load of laundry and get it done in two hours so that you can relax this week? And I'm like, thank you so much. Yes, it's so fucking helpful. He yeah. hears me when I have issues with things and he helps me come up with ways that we can combat it so I'm not pissed off all the time. It's amazing. Green flag. My green flag. Green flag. Green flag. My- My husband and I are like actual exact opposites, Um, like pretty much in every way. Like we have a lot of the similar hobbies and stuff, but when it comes to everything else, we are on opposite ends of the spectrum. But I love it because my weaknesses are his strengths and his weaknesses are my strengths. I cannot do government forms or anything detailed to save my life. I start reading something online that's a form that I have to fill out. My brain just goes, he is fantastic at it. He can do our taxes. He helped me with unemployment over the pandemic. Like he can handle all that stuff. He doesn't want to make phone calls. Doesn't want to make doctor's appointments. I don't give a shit at all. I'll call anybody. I make all the appointments for us. If I need to call the insurance person, it's me that's calling. So it's like, people always say like, oh, you shouldn't date someone that's opposite of you or like find someone that has your same interests. But it's so good in a partnership if your strengths and weaknesses are opposite because then you can help each other so much. Because things that are hard for them are easy for me and vice versa. The hard stuff for me is easy for him. It's great. I I love that. I feel like it could be so boring if your partner has like the exact same personality as you. It's like dating yourself. Same. (laughs) I feel like it's good for self-growth because the amount that you're going to trigger each other is going to be crazy. Because everything that bothers you about yourself, if they also do, it's going to drive you mad. But that would be a great learning experience of figuring out what all your triggers are and working on them. (laughs) Oh, I also remembered another um, red flag. Um, If your partner, um, probably a male partner, um, has an issue with every single female um, person in your family, red flag, like 100% red flag. Yes, like they don't like your mom or your sisters and stuff like that. Yeah, or if they if you have someone in your family who's a woman and is like a strong like female woman and they instantly don't like them, red flag. I feel like there has to be a really damn good reason for you not to like like blood relation that you're close with. There has to be a damn good reason. <laughs> oh yeah, like if your partner doesn't like someone in your family, there has yeah. to yeah. That's kind of a red yeah. flag in and of itself. Like, I understand if you don't want to, like, be their best friends, whatever, but if they, like, actually have a dislike for someone in your family and they that person never did anything intentionally to, like, hurt them, yeah. Also, like, also your they can get, like, annoyed. Like, people can, like, your family can annoy them, but, like, to, like, genuinely yeah. dislike them? Mm. Also, like, introduce your partner to your friends early on. Go have a group hangout with your new partner and your friends and ask your friends after, what did, what did you think of them? If your friends, like, they're going to be honest with you. And if your friends all say, like, oh, I don't really like them, <laughs> run. Your friends know you and they know what is best for you if they're good friends. So it's it's so funny because, like, looking back through and, like, remembering what you were saying, it's a green flag if your partner has friends. When I met my husband, I don't really have many friends. So I just ended up <laughs> hanging out with all of his friends and all of his friends are now my friends. And I go just to hang out with his friends because they're my friends now, too. <laughs> You have friends now, though. Yeah, I we have were friends. friends. 
<laughs> he, no, and he does stuff with me. He promised me when we moved to Arizona that he would he would help me make friends by being friends with like find couple friends, right? So it's uh I I I would be damned. I am planning game night and we are all going to do game night and it's it's gonna be fun. I don't care if it's on the internet, I don't shit. <laughs> you gotta meet some friends that I wanna be friends with. Um, like you actually have to try. Like you have to try, bro. <laughs> to try to make new friends. Um, no, he's very lucky. He's had the same friend since he was like a kid. So cool. it's a very positive, healthy relationships with other dudes. And it's, it's, he's happy where he's at. So I don't want to put too much pressure on it, but I'm like, come on, man, you got to broaden your horizon just a little bit. <laughs> That's me though. All my friends I've had since I was like a kid. That's my husband too. And now we're all Tandle in other right. states. So it's really hard. <laughs> Meeting other couples is is difficult. Um, you might like one of them, but you might not like the other. Or like your <laughs> personalities might not gel very well. In it. There's, there's this American Dad scene where Stan and Francine are trying to find couple friends, and they're like ringing off it out loud like couples that they know, and like they say one and. She's like, well, he's great, but I hate her. And then he says another one and he's like, I love him, but I hate her. And then they're like, what about these two? And they're like, oh, they hate us. Like, and it's just so funny. Because <laughs> it's so true. Like, it's so difficult to find couple friends. <laughs> it it really does. It really does. Uh, it adds a layer of difficulty. Yeah, because it's four people coming together and, or sometimes more if you're poly, you know, or instead of just two friends. It's, yeah. That's, I mean, yeah. It, it even, even with like the friend groups that you have, you know, someone meets a new girl and you're not really just... <laughs> Oh my gosh, that happens it all really the time happens. in our friend group. Like <laughs> someone brings a new partner around and after we're all like, oh, we don't know about them like but it's such a good test to see if your partner jives with your friends like that is such a good test to put a new partner through because if they have a great time and they jive and everybody's like oh my gosh we love them but boom green flag heck yeah heck yeah that's um, something i so did with freaking early on <laughs> invite him or in, in, in what is it uh introduce him that's the word i was looking yeah for you, you met my friends very fast <laughs> also like I find not just friends but like um with my friends partners whatever their parents have always liked me um which is is nice but like if your parents don't like your partner um unless you don't get on with your parents which is a whole other story but if you have a good relationship with your parents and they don't like your boyfriend girlfriend whatever um partner that's probably a, a huge red flag and something you should probably look into more than just, oh, they, do, they just don't like my partner. That's fine because mm, there's probably a reason. Yeah, it might be different reason. if you're like under 18 because I oh, feel yeah, like <laughs> if you're under 18, your parents are probably not going to like them no matter who or what they are. <laughs> but and it's, it's, it depends too. Like, you know, be mindful of the information that you share with those people in your circle. If all you do is vent about the bad things. That's all they know about the partner unless you bring them around and they get to know them personally. So it's so you know, speak highly of them. And, and my sister has this rule that she figured out because she's studying to be a therapist also. And so all of her friends come to her wow. for relationship advice. And she says there's the only time people tell her this thing is when they're in a really bad relationship. And the sentence is, I'm sorry, I only tell you the bad stuff. She said her friends that have told that to her 
have are, have been all of the ones that were in really icky relationships because when you are in a good relationship you don't have to try to share the good stuff it just is going to come out so that's something to keep in mind too if a friend tells you that sorry i only shared the bad stuff with you think about that that's yeah um how, how yeah. do we want to talk about how we faked it this week yeah, I, you know, I've been thinking about that this last hour and <laughs> I, I, I don't think I really, I don't really think I fake very much. Um, I'm very honest, very open. I try not to trauma dump on my husband or like dump all of my stress on him. Cause I, I granted as an individual have a lot of it between like work and play and whatnot. Um, I think that's, that's one of the successes though, in my relationship is when I came into it, I promised myself that I wasn't going to tell bullshit lies just for like attention, nonsense, you know, it's, it's, I was always going to be open and brutally honest with him, even if it made me uncomfortable. And it's, it's gotten so much easier over the years, just being honest. <laughs> Yay. Green flag. <laughs> I'm going to make a button. <laughs> I've definitely faked it a lot uh, this week. I've just started in my new position um, at work and it's like a lot of learning new things. But then because I'm still working for the same, well, like the same department technically like that I already work with, they just assume that I know how to do everything, but they're all different procedures. Um, so it's like trying to learn that. But also pe like it's so busy at the moment that people keep leaving me halfway through things as well so it's like trying to like not get so frustrated with the whole thing because like I like to do things one thing at a time and I'm having to like not finish a task before I have to do something else and then try and remember to go back to that which is like a whole nother thing um and I my uh friend at work to, uh on Friday did say like are you okay you seem really annoyed at me and I was like no no I'm not annoyed at you <laughs> like I promise you you have not done anything wrong at all it's completely me just trying to figure this shit out at the moment. So, yeah, I feel like I've been faking it that way. Also, I've been trying to not give energy to the people that, like, aren't giving me any energy back, um, which is a hard thing that I know I really need to do more of. Matching energy is super important. Very yeah. proud of you on that one. I was just trying found... to think how I faked it. <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> I definitely I found... Honestly... Oh, go, go ahead. On. No, honestly, you're fine. I was just going to say, I think mostly with work this week, I've been faking it. Because my boss and other people keep just stacking stuff randomly onto me. And I have other stuff that I was trying to do that I also need to do. So it just was a vicious cycle. <laughs> I just wish I could give you a hug, honestly. <laughs> just sounds like it's been really shit yeah this week was not fun but you know what i did nothing this weekend and i'm happy with that <laughs> yeah why not why not do nothing for this weekend exactly go you this weekend was this weekend was glorious i i love my weekends i work very hard during the week so that i don't have to work on the weekends and i'm here for it here for it um, thank you guys so much for listening in. Really hope you found some benefit to today's episode. Um, definitely check out our website, W-A-J-F-I-P. I'm sorry, F W-A-J-F-I-P. I do that every time. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Join us on Discord to access all of the resources that we've mentioned in today's episode. Find your people. Next episode will be um, covering anxiety and all things that go with that. That's a, it's a broad topic. <laughs> Let us know if you have questions. You can submit them on social media, drop them in Discord, shoot us a DM. There are plenty of ways to get a hold of us, and there are like five of us. So, <laughs> uh, follow us on all major social platforms and stay tuned for episode airing dates. Have a great day, guys. <laughs>